Hey everybody, this is Petey from the Spin Rack, and this is happening way sooner than I expected to do it since you guys came out in droves. No, you didn't. There was at least 70 of you that came out to um to watch my video. I want to thank you for it. And for that, I'm gonna start the return of the next men, right? Now, you imagine it when it ended, it was 1996, right? And Burns said in the letter page, he needed a vacation. He needed a different book to kind of, um, you know, you know, you know, like we, you know, since he was on a, such a, a title that was like 31 issues on one storyline, he's going to do something different and come back. So do Wonder Woman and then come back to the next minute about six months. And he left the cover to say, this is what I'm going to do next. Then the comic book market crashed. So the next man, he didn't expect the next man to come back with any hoopla or any sales. So he kind of put it on the shelf for now. But just to say that there was plans because um, there's plans to do more 2112. Because in this interview, where Byrne interviewed himself, he talks about he talks about Babe, but he also talks about possibility of doing more 2112 or 2115 because um Mike Mignola was saying this is your big um sci-fi epic you should do some more with it so he's like yeah well, I'll do some more more of that stuff right and that ties into this series here so I don't know what was planned what the, all the plans were for that but ultimately there's some 2112 stuff in here and um just to give you some other just tidbits just so you can see there's a card set. I think there was a legend card set, but then it somehow turned into something that Wizard had. So here's a shot of the next man that Wizard had. And this is one of the possible covers that um, Wizard didn't use. They say never seem right, but they were possibly using that stuff from the image guys instead of using the burn cover. But there's a cover they could have used. Previews obviously used the cover. That's I've showed you guys a bunch of times. Um, might as well, since I'm saying it, show you that there's uh, the cover that previews use right there. All right. So that's a little bit of tidbits that I got besides this um, next series. But ultimately, before this came out, to give you the more of the history, right? Um, Byrne was like, well, I think behind the scenes he said that uh, Dark Horse had not put together the last trade paperback, which would be Lies. So he called them up and said, hey, where's the Lies thing? So, oh, we thought you weren't doing that anymore. So they put together a trade, and they here's the thing from Wizard talking about the Next Man trade paperback. And in it, he says, because it's a time travel story, they've been placed there because the guy in the black armor wants revenge against the next man for something they haven't actually done yet. So that was the last tidbit of the story. Now, if you follow John Byrne online before the next man came out, he revealed who the person in the black armor was. So someone asked it. The only thing he said, I think in another interview, he said, for lack of a better term, the character would be named Warlover. And that would be this character in the armor here, right? So that was all he gave 
gave a, a pronoun for it. And I think people held on to that. But then when he revealed it, uh, well, I don't want to say that now because this works out. If I do the first four issues of The Return of the Next Men, there's still going to be a spoiler left over, right? There's still going to be a spoiler. You should be able to figure it out, but <laughs> there's going to be a spoiler left over. Hold on, work related. All right, so let's see how far we can get. All right, it's only five minutes in. Perfect plan. All right, so, uh, oh yeah, the last bits was when um, Peter Byrne was asked about doing this again, and he was basically, not right now, market isn't right, market isn't right. And then after he left uh, Marvel, after the Hidden Years was canceled, he went to DC and he offered up the next man and he said, maybe not that right now. So that didn't happen there. And then he was, um, oh, I can't, he doesn't say retired, but he left DC Comics. And then the editor, Chris Ryle, he was like pushing him to do some stuff, which he did some Angel. There was another person, Wayne Osborne, where he did FX. And since he had those two things kind of happening, he offered up doing the next men and a bunch of other things, right? So here we go. We gave you a little bit of history and some tidbits. And this is the return of the next men. It'll be issue one, but it'll also be issue 31. And it'd be different since it was, um, it was a dinosaur cover. But since it's been so long, John Byrne kind of truncated his thing. One of the things that people said was, it was too slow, nothing happens. So this is one of the few times in history where he just took it and he made it a lot quicker. So a lot of stuff happens in a short amount of time, right? So instead of the six issue arcs and the four issue arcs, this would be 20, 20, I think it was 20 issues, kind of culled down to nine, right? And would he pick up right where he left off? Well, interesting part would be that the, you know, his inking would be different. And some of the things, the visuals, you see some of the highlights that he could do at this point where he wasn't trying to give you like um, the greenery as a closed up space, but it's like type of thing to make them feel like they're in enclosed. He could open up the, the camera a little. So here we go. We have um, Hilltop. And the next men come out of their thing where they're in the same sort of stasis, the uh, educational net, and they all wake up. But um, Jazz still kind of has some residuals from what happened, right? So everyone is normal, just the same thing that happened in Lies, but everything is slightly different, right? So we have Hilltop here, just the same way Lies happened, so she's kind of shook. And then we have, we have, um, oh man, I don't know why, forgetting Tony. So Tony comes up and he's like, what? And they still have the residuals of that. And so it's got, Burn at this point has a nice mix of some of his cartooniness and his, his new current line. So it's really, 
some nice stuff. Oh, hold on, let's see what that is. Okay, so there, let's keep going. All right, so she hits Aldous, but then he's like, don't let her hurt herself. And then someone pulls out a gun out of nowhere, or magically he goes from pulling out his pocket to hence kind of a, like he can almost, almost like creating a gun. So we're not sure where we're at. It's another one of Hilltop's tricks, but then she sees it's the future. And Jazz is, and Jack is like, don't jump. Hopefully you guys have been following. Let me go back just so you guys know. We have Jack, Jazz, Bethany, Tony, and Nathan. Right? So I've already started without that, so she sees that. So she finally is in such shock, she calms down. So they say, get her into the infirmary, right? So basically, they go through the history. So we, if you haven't been reading the next men, you get a nice history lesson, right? And you get to see the greenery as you haven't seen it before. Like, look at this shot of the greenery. We get to see all this locales and whatnot. And very more expansive, whereas Baron was keeping you closed in in the original greenery, right? And you get the sort of the stuff you saw in, I think it's Next Men 9, the stuff you see in, in, in the Dark Horse Presents, right? And the Zero Issue. And the whole story of how the powers they had. And then Jack getting free and freeing them and they start to change and they run into Tony but Tony is very different they go through all the struggle get viewed as terrorists but their boss who's um control has them adopt secret identities they got scanner brawn hard body um sprint and jasmine is um is bounce right we had the which I call as Omega Project. I call them Burns and Mega Men. I like them a lot. So if you haven't, if you're first watching this, go back and check those guys out. Um, we reveal that Aldous is um, Danny's um, father, and Ignis, who's a part of the Omega Project, basically mind tortured um, Tony, and then Danny went to get to see a real superhero, which was. Action mask, but didn't understand what comic books was about. And he first experiences sex. And then they go public, but they're charged with their crimes. They escape. And control goes after them. Aborts um, Jasmine's kid. And then they get run over. And then there's the lies storyline, which I just did. Killing control. And basically becoming satanic. Boulder's becoming Satanus, right? Then, then on Thomas Kirkland, who I've been talking about from 2112, he comes in, and that's where we have this character who yanks them out and drops them into the time of the, the dinosaur, right? So they start running, they try to get around, and they get chased by them. But slowly, the powers start to fade, right? 
And Danny, where he's out, he gets eaten by a, um, a dinosaur. And um, that bit, I think um, Berman was like, he hadn't had any real plans for Danny at, at this point in those 20s issues. So he was like, maybe Danny isn't. And this was a tough thing for a lot of fans. But this is the part that you have to remember with the next minute. It wasn't a happy-go-lucky series. It was a series with no restraints, right? Actually, there's another series after that. That had, oh, before this, that had no restraints. But the next man <clears throat> basically had no restraints as far as what he was going to take with the character, right? So Danny's upset with this. And then they start sounding <clears throat> unlike the way they're supposed to. And then Axelrod comes up, they catch her, and then we see him turn into a monster. And it's only a dream, right? And we see Nathan's eyes are turning normal, right? And they get weaker, right? And they haven't found Danny. And he's like saying, she's saying, this none of it's real, right? She doesn't believe it. And then Nathan's gone. And then Jasmine's gone, right? And then we're, we see Jack is an old man, right? So that's a surprise subplot. And he goes, and he's been looking for someone special, and he finds Tony Murchison, right? And she's buried, and they said, to save our beloved President Lincoln, right? So, what a cliffhanger, right? So, where are we at? 15 minutes in, and I gotta, gonna have to edit it. All right, so let's go to the next issue, right? And also with these periods, I guess uh, some of Byrne's favorite periods in the past, obviously most artists are fan of paleontology now. This story happens. We see um, Tony in the sort of a, a slave worker outfit, right? We see her in kind of Victorian and we see, we see Jasmine in a Victorian outfit. We see Nathan in this um, military, I guess World War II, right? said, don't be afraid of Tonya. And then drops her off in the rural south, right? And this before 12 Years a Slave and then the other slave dramas. This is one of the big um, slave epic stories before all that stuff started happening, right? So it wasn't like Byrne was catching a the wave. He might have started, like he didn't have no one reading the next man, but this is before the wave happened, right? So she runs into these guys and she thinks it's a reenactment. And she speaks back to them in kind of, obviously, in an insulting tone. And then they kick her in the face. And she's not having it, right? This is our Tony. So she puts the beats on them. They pull draw guns to her. She starts beating the hell out of them. But then someone shoots. Where'd she learn to move like that? So he got the drop on her. So basically, she's going to pay along. She gives up the gun, but they knock her out, right? And this, they say, we need this, you know, we need to, 
to whip her right now. So they do that and she's like, she's not buying into any of this stuff, right? And Nathan, he was in, back in the, what's it, um, Time of the Dinosaur and drops out and runs into some American soldiers, right? It doesn't look like the Vermont. So they say his eyes look weird, but then they are going to help him out, right? And he doesn't tell him anything about how he got there because he doesn't want them to draw any, any um, suspicion. They cut his hair, get the lice out of his hair. They say they're pretty large, so practically prehistoric. That's what I should have said. And then we go to this TV interview with the Father John, which is uh, who we knew as Jack. So it's John Callahan, right? And he's followed the history of um, of Antonia Merchinson, who has one of the, she's up there with Harry Tubman, the Sojourner Truth, right? To stop the, <coughs> stop the um, <coughs> assassination of President Lincoln, right? So it's one of the things where Jack was able to ride with history and kind of play to it without, flipping out, but then as she's being the hero at this period, she's just she can't she can't even take it the for any for any while. She just falls apart. Right? So they just they just bring her into the, the traded. It doesn't look like much, so she's all falling out. And drop her off. And then she's like, What the where am I? But this there's a healer in there, and she puts her some of her magical spells and whatnot, or potions, to bring her back to life. And which I mean, because she's in so much pain, so she could deal with it to get rid of the infection. But she doesn't understand how this is real. Now we know, we know, because I already gave you the precursor that Burn did, that they've been tossed in time, and they don't know that. They don't know this character has just tossed them anywhere, right? So we're in the time of Shakespeare, right? We meet Edward, who was it? Edward De Vere. And the, the, was it the, was it the Earl of Oxford? Duke of Oxford, right? So um, I think I mixed up Duke of Earl, right? But anyway, I think it's the, the Duke of Oxford. Yep, the Earl, sorry, I got it there. It's the Earl of Oxford, that's who he is. He's called Edward, it's Edward De Vere. So she pulls out a knife on there. People help clearing it up. And he's going to say, well, I don't think we're going to cut from there, right? So while the American soldiers are doing their thing, the Vermont come out of nowhere and kill American soldiers. And they stop at Nathan, right? He says, why don't you run? He said, we can't run until we know where, where is. You know, we have a long time on that boat. Right? And they tell them to stop talking and they see where they're going to work now. Right? So, this is one of the other bits where um, Byrne had done it, I think, in um, X-Factor Story, where we had the X-Men as the scrolls, where they was, we would read them in English so we would understand. But right here, we just see the English... We know that um, that um, 
Nathan can't understand them, but they basically take them. He takes them in like he thinks they're he's a Jewish sort of thing with some sort. But he's kind of odd, so they take him to a, a scientist, and they take him in there. He's like, "How do you get like that?" And then he goes and he says, "Wait, it can't be you." So we don't know who this is that he saw, right? Ooh, look where we go. We're going a little quicker now, right? So we've seen where four of the next men have been sent. We haven't seen where, I guess Tony's more like their Professor X or their Heather, Heather Hudson from the Alpha Flight. But we get to find out, well, I don't think we find out who this character is yet, right? So we see Bethany two seconds after, right? She's met by this character that pulled him out in times. And he's like, that person's job is to protect her. All right? He says, don't need to worry about it anymore. Freshman on the stand goes to touch her. And he says, hey. All right? Keep your hands to yourself. All right? So then he said, the people who betrayed her. And that's her friends. And she doesn't know what she's talking about, right? But she sees Nathan, and Nathan runs into Fleming Jorson, one of the creators of the Next Men, right? And he is a working for the Germans, doing his terrible science experiments here. He said, "Looks like one of Fleming Jorson's experiments, right? Right." So they leave him with the scientists, and he makes short work of them, right? They don't know that he's going to have some skill in some fighting them. But of course, he gets seen. He's obviously bleeding. And they stop him. And he says, hold your fight. I can't understand him. Of course, he doesn't speak German, I don't think. That was in, wasn't in their training. And then when she wants to see more, she tells him to stop. And we see Edward DeVere. And he's saying that that he's copying Shakespeare and he said, nope, I'm the real guy, right? And then he feels like since Edward DeVere is married, he wants to have sex with um, Jazz. And Jazz is like, no, because you're married. And he's like, he really wants her. And of course they have sex, but of course it's a time of many diseases that her body isn't prepared to protect herself from. So we see a sore happen in her and he's like, what? And can't stop. So then, Tony has found love with um, with um, Absalom out there, one of the slaves that were there. But she also found a friend and the child of, or the grandchild of this, his her slaver, right? So, tell him Grandpa's coming. He's like, nope, he's not gonna bow. You know, he's coming. There's nothing they can do. Try to slow him down. Tries to get um, the husband to hide, which he does. And he realizes that she's been reading books, so that's punishment in and of itself. So he starts beating her down, right? So now they're going to give her a thousand lashes, which we know she can't take. And we go back to Jack, who Jack is planning on his um, 
you know, planning on um, planning on seeing, you know, exhuming Tony, who we know has gone through all this hell, right? So the I think it's from Cardinal Kavanaugh, who kind of. This was a kind of, I guess, brought Jack in, kind of. So he's like calls him Father John. Still, he doesn't call him Cardinal anymore, right? Or what does he call him? Your Eminence. He calls him Father John, right? So they bring him. They got the body out, and they saying with all the trees and stuff around it, they'll, you know. So ultimately, when I first saw it, I thought it was a different world. I thought it may be a different ultimate where where he didn't have powers, but then we don't know how he's able to use his powers with no trouble, right? And he hasn't basically used his powers. He's been a, somehow he's been able to control the power since she was what, like twenty years or so? Right, and they get it out, they unearth it, just exhume her body, and we see she's lost a foot. So we're like, oh god, she has to go through some worse stuff, right? It's like take out uh see I told you the X-Men is just excruciating, right? It's just a gut-wrenching experience, right? And she's like, Why are you letting all this happen to my friends? Right? You get to see all this stuff happening, right? And I don't think she's watching she's not watching Jack. She's not paying attention to Jack, but Jack is a, she's just watching the terrible stuff because she doesn't, um, she's not seeing Jack here for some reason. We're not sure about that yet, right? So he tries to hit her and she reveals who she is, right? So see, you should have put it together, put two and two together if you haven't. Let's go along. It's not going to be revealed directly in this one, but you're going to see what's going on. Well, it's going to be some clarity, right? So we see this jail, Billingsgate's maximum security prison, and the locales in this period of burn is just like phenomenal, right? So they're not too happy this person is coming in since the next men we now know in the timeline where the next men don't the original timeline the next men were pardoned and we don't know why they were pardoned right so we have jasmine coming in with a wig to see jack jack has put himself in um because he killed someone he decided to he wouldn't uh, take some punishment and stay in jail for a while so he would pay for his crime right but he chose it that he can touch stuff without crushing it and you see how happy um jazz is right and then she's gonna come back as soon as he can but he's changed his name to john right and as they go leaves him with the uh, leaves her with the bible right so she comes back And he's not sure. And this is a key point in the next man, which is um, of the religious tone that the next man start to take. 
the story itself, the overview, is that maybe the path they're on isn't the right way, but she goes back home, eventually a military complex. Oh, they don't look like they're taking a strike back home. They're taking where the next men are, right? And they're in uh, Lexington, Coldier, and that's Long Island, New York. Right, and how is Jack? He wants to be called John now. He said you can get the full story to control when we're done. And then we find out that Tony is now control. And she's not used to it herself. And we get to the science experiment, which they need the but we see in this universe. Um that um Danny's still around, right? So in here, they're starting to work on it. And we see Nathan able to see some stuff. There's some radiation or something that's going on. And boom, a big sort of thing happens. And it cuts into the earth itself, deep. Right? And we see their complex there. And these wides, something I think we're going to carry on to is elsewhere. Right? And it's almost... Because of that, everything is starting to fall down into this aftershocks and everything's falling into the crater. And um, Danny's taking everyone out. And they get everyone out, but Bethany's still in there for some reason. And Nathan goes back in. And um, you know, Control goes back in. They're trying to help her, but they don't have any strength. All right, and it's moving again. The whole building starts to topple. And we see Bethany fall into the lava. And we see Nathan try to hold her, but he gets her glove. And her nails rip through his arm and... He has to let go. That's the last thing she sees is him letting go. She falls into the lava. And Nathan, we find out Nathan died. That she almost died. And Control, which we now know is um, Cornelius Van Dam. He's like, there's nothing we can do, right? And he had to deal with the you know tax monies on this hopeless search, right? So he doesn't want to do anything about it. And he said he knows her true face, right? So he has to push to get this done instead of that. We find out what happened to the next men that um so she, ultimately In the present timeline, the next men wouldn't have made it out because in this scene where we lost Bethany, control would have, wouldn't make be able to make the hard decisions leaving Bethany underground, stuck under this to find out if she was alive or dead. And um, basically, Hilltop, the new Hilltop, took her and the next men out, right? And that's why they were not heard of after this point. But we see 
stuck in this ground. You see someone removing Bethany, right? You remove her, and she wakes up. She cuts away. She's out of control, and then someone gets her. It says she's completely psychotic. Is in her head, but calms her down. So they put her in a room. They put something over her head so she can calm down. This person, Gil, is talking to her, right? Trying to get her to calm down. He's waving to her face. She's totally out of it. And he does something. He trims her nails. He tells her among friends. So she slowly starts to calm down. She starts seeing the history, right? And teaching her different things. And they show her And then we have a thing where people don't really have to die or get old, right? It's way, way in the future that they were able to remove, remove her. And they have this design for this time travel thing, right? So we haven't spoiled it yet, right? Now 30 minutes, a little damage on my comic. I don't know what else to tell you guys. So this was there for me. It was very action-packed, very, so much stuff packed in here. So in my mind, this is like even more gut-wrenching than the first time, but um, going very quick and very fast. One of the few times where someone picked up the baton for many years past and was able to keep that energy going, right? So it kind of felt like he went right in the same groove. And just like right in the same groove, there was a ton of complaints, so... Um, the next portion would be five issues. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get into those in that amount of time because it kind of wraps up everything, but I'm going to try next time I get into this. So thank you guys again for checking out the first, the, well, part six. This is um, part one of the return. And um, see you guys soon. And um, as the end of the letter page would say, I should say here. It's a ton of ads. Next.